This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 13th of September. Flux family, another week of the Flux Daily Quiz starts today. And we have another big prize for some lucky winner to win. This week's prize is a $100 voucher from JB Hi-Fi. So to give yourself the chance to win, head to quiz.flux.finance or the link is in the show notes. B-Man, in the US and around Europe, people are out and about. So naturally, activewear brand Lululemon has reported a big bounce. In their sales. Naturally. I feel like Lululemon is like Teflon. Sales go up when we're stuck at home. <laughs> sales go even further up when we can go out again. Three really lofty stories today. Let's do it. For our first, local beer giant Lion has bought out craft brewer Stone and Wood in a deal reportedly worth upwards of 300 million bucks. Ooh, big news for the not so little crew at Stone and Wood, Brett. Mm. What is the story? Okay, so Lion is a big alcoholic beverage company mm-hmm. that operates across Australia and New Zealand. And it was bought by a Japanese. Japanese company Kirin in 2009. Now, they own some of the Aussie classic beer brands like Tui's and 4X. And then also major craft brewers like Furphy, James Squire and Little Creatures. The entire company is worth a whopping $44 billion. But now, Jazzy Boy, Lion can add another string to its bow and that is Byron Bay founded craft brewer Stone and Wood. Now, Brett, what's funny is this crew has been pretty strongly opposed to corporate ownership in the past. Their website even says, the difference between us and the big breweries is that we're not owned by a multinational corporation. <laughs> <But> now they are. <laughs> Which is a bigger bat flip than OnlyFans and its racy content ban. Or Guy Sebastian on his appearance in the vaccination ad. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, while the per capita consumption of beer has actually been declining since the mid-70s, mm-hmm. the brand value and brand stories of craft beers are still really important. So what's the key learning here? An essential part of a brand's worth is its brand story. They have an origin, they have a history. We see this with many segments in the economy, including food. Carmen's bars originally made out of the kitchen of the owner. What about Nando's peri-peri chicken, owing its roots to historic Portuguese (laughs) chicken? These stories add value to their company. But when you become a multinational and your food or drink becomes mass-produced, it kind of loses its unique appeal. Yeah, you never hear people talking about Colton Draft coming from a small brewery (laughs) in Colton, Victoria. Or Arnott Shapes being handcrafted (laughs) anymore. And Brett, this story is why smaller, premium products are so attractive to consumers consumers and also multinational companies who often end up snapping them up even when they promise they'll remain independent Mm. like stone and wood for our second story the high court of australia has made a huge ruling that media companies like the sydney morning herald Mm -hmm. or the australian they can be held responsible for comments that readers leave on their social media pages this is a big one brett Mm. and really quite controversial what is the story here all right let me take you back to 2019 jazzy Mm -hmm. boy the uk locked in a brexit deadline amazon was on fire And uh, we could travel the world back then. (laughs) And a man named Dylan Voller sued Fairfax Media for defamation over comments made by users on its social media page. Yeah, the big question on everyone's lips from then was, could media companies be held responsible for the comments of Facebook users on their page? And Brett, after going through the Supreme Court, where the answer was yes, Mm -hmm. they appealed to the High Court, and the answer is still (laughs) yes. Yep, it's fair to say, Justin, the decision was pretty shocking for the Australian media. So what's the key learning here? There's a fine line between protecting someone's reputation Mm -hmm. and limiting freedom of speech. On the one hand, it's a big step forward in giving victims of social media attacks a way to seek justice. But on the other, it could be seen as limiting freedom of speech. And it also puts a whole heap of responsibility on these media companies to be watching their social media pages like (laughs) a hawk. So Brett, you can imagine this is going to have some consequences for what these companies post on social media in the future.
future. And what they allow people to post as part of a discussion forum. But what's really interesting is that this ruling might not just affect big media companies, but also affect individuals yeah. like influencers, podcasters, or really anyone in the creator economy. For our third and final story, Facebook and Ray-Ban have finally released their new smart glasses, which act more like a camera than Sunny's. Ooh, I don't know about you, Brett. This kind of creeps me out a lot. <laughs> what is the story? All right, move over Snap Spectacles. Facebook <laughs> has finally launched its smart sunglasses. B-Man, the Zuck has been talking about these glasses for a very long time, but you actually wouldn't know that this is a Facebook product. And that's because the smart glasses called Ray-Ban Stories just look like a regular pair of Wayfarers. Yep, there's literally no Facebook branding in sight. And what are these part creepy, part unclear, what exactly they do, <laughs> glasses actually do? Well, you can take photos, you can take videos, you can answer phone calls and listen to music with them. But thankfully, to protect a little bit of privacy, a small LED light will light up when you're actually doing it though. So hopefully people will get the gist of what you're actually doing here. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? <laughs> Normally, when a company releases a brand new product, they want their brand name all over it. A big Nike logo on shoes. An Apple logo on phones and laptops. But not Facebook in this case. Let's be honest, these Facebook glasses are pretty risky business. Mm -hmm. And Facebook has damaged their brand trust so much, it knows that adding their logo to people's faces may just add to this distrust. Especially something that can potentially be used to infringe on people's privacy. And this isn't the first time they've infringed on people's privacy. So Justin, it's safe to say their brand isn't the most loved right now. Which is why they've chosen to use so little of it on the new smart glasses. Mm. Flux family, a big shout out to Chris C23 for his lovely shout out on Apple Podcasts. If you also want a shout out on our podcast, make sure to give us a five star rating and review. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.